Let's discuss mindful profanity. Our words, thoughts, and actions carry a vibrational frequency. And I thought it might be fun to revisit how I handle profanity in my home, how I handle in my office, and even a little bit about how I handle it on social media. This week's Wednesday wisdom was be unfuckwithable. For me, being unfuckwithable is when your heart energy gets stronger after the unimaginable. When you're able to go from a place of crisis to thrive, you're able to rock a betrayal. Maybe it's in business, maybe it's in personal, maybe you let yourself down. And so the power of our words and thoughts and how we use them in that moment, we can have energy, we can have a feeling state. And we're we're mindful with our words and we're mindful with how we choose them, we can release a lot of stress. So I am a proponent of what I call mindful profanity. Back in 2019, I released a show called The Strategic F-Bomb. And at that moment in time, my mantra of the year in fighting a sociopath was, don't fuck with my kindness. So I just thought that would be this week's Wednesday Wisdom. And this is also the intro to the relaunch of a podcast that's relaunching this Friday about mindful profanity and a relaunch on the strategic F-bomb that has scientific data that a linguist used. I gave real-life examples, really short and sweet, wonderful show. So have a wonderful Wednesday and be mindful and be unfuckwithable and come up with your own words, thoughts, and actions that allow you to move from crisis to thrive. Okay, everyone, let's tune in to the strategic F-bomb and have a great day. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise, and I'm going to mix it up a little bit and do a fun show. And this is called the Strategic F-Bomb episode. And I come across all kinds of questions in my practice with parents, teachers, and the occasional use of an F-bomb or another profanity word. And of course, we want to model to our children to choose sort of the highest and best word choice. But in reality, we all at times use the F-bomb or we might almost get cut off in traffic and, you know, it happens. And so I wanted to discuss a little bit more about different ways I discuss the strategic F-bomb in session or, you know, in my own personal life. But I wanted to get some data to back this up. It's very important for me, the scientific approach. So this really great article in Quartz, Let It Rip, a linguist love letter to profanity explains why it's fine to curse around kids. I will make sure to link this article in the podcast notes. But what's so cool is this particular linguist in the article, Benjamin Bergen, who's a professor of cognitive science at UC San Diego, He has studied swearing and he's reflected on the question of how it should be used around children in his new book. This is in 2016, by the way. What the F? What swearing reveals about our language, our brains, and ourselves. It'd be so cool to have him on the show. I'll have to contact him. So what what this article goes on to say 
is that Bergen, who he, I guess he says he's a self-reported lover of profanity and adorer of the F-bomb, noticed that his use of profanity changed after becoming a father. He took a closer look at all the literature and he really looked at it. Of course, you know, no one would recommend that you swear at your children. You know, the American Academy of Pediatrics, you know, and as a psychiatrist and child psychiatrist, you know, that could be a form of emotional abuse. So no one's saying to swear at your children. But we're talking about if an occasional four-letter word slips out or if there's some anger or how you actually, the context around it and how you as a parent, teacher, or coach kind of wrap around all the other positive things, it shows really that um, as for everyday four-letter words, this is from Bergen, there's no scientific proof that exposing children to ordinary profanity, four-letter words causes any sort of direct harm, no increased aggression, stunted vocabulary, numbed emotions, or anything else. Of course, he did point out that it's not like we can do that many controlled studies because parents usually aren't going to agree to their child um, being underage, being exposed to this. However, he did extrapolate data from the adult literature. And one thing that he really pointed out is that slurs um, are the ones that can be quite damaging. And so so with this, without further ado, I'm going to put a link to this article. I think his book's probably something for all of us to check out. I just read the reviews. Perhaps I'll even have them on the show. So really what it talks about is that use of the four-letter words isn't going to harm your children. In fact, um, it even talks about how many of the primal language for kids has sort of primal utterances that sound much like a profanity. So, okay, I'm going to link that. So now let's talk about the strategic F-bomb. I will have to admit, that I occasionally dropped the F-bomb. I did so more in 2018 when I was going through a a real big betrayal. Um, Someone, I had fraud committed on me. And so I did use the F-bomb a little bit more that year, I will admit. So what I talk about though with my patients, because people come in and we talk about the power of our words, thoughts, and actions, is that sometimes if you are angry or upset or mad, sometimes a word choice that is a four-letter word, if you're strategic and you're mindful in the use of it, it can serve a purpose. So I always encourage people when I'm teaching them cognitive strategies or mindfulness strategies to pay attention to their own words, thoughts, and actions in real time. And so if you're having a really tough day and dropping the F-bomb, not where you're like, verbally abusing someone or emotionally abusing them. But if you drop the F-bomb because you know, or another four-letter word, um, and you know that you have so much pent-up feelings or anger, and that just releasing those emotions by getting that word out can actually serve to not hold on to the anger. And then I even tell my um, people just, I can take it even one step further if you're identifying feelings of anger or betrayal or upset and that uh, that F-bomb, that strategic F-bomb works for you, you can imagine yourself saying it. Imagine the energy of all the feelings around it. And I actually tell people to imagine outlining in the shape of a snowball and just throwing it out into the air and watching all those feelings dissipate 
into sort of neutrality. And then for some people, if they're working on forgiveness, you can even take it one step further. If your mind's ready to do that, and if your thoughts align with your actions, you can even envision a positive thought. So you can be like, oh, drop that F-bomb and then just release the thought and energy. And it can really actually be therapeutic. So I just want to warn you, I'm going to drop an F-bomb right now. F-bomb alert. (laughs) This is strategic. I have to admit that one of my mantras last year was don't fuck with my kindness. And I really strategically use that when someone lied to me. And of course, I still needed to do my day, be a good mother, go swimming, see patients, be an influencer, do shows. But I have to admit that that mantra really helped me. And it helped some others that I shared too, that were going through a similar situation. And so I'm not saying I'm going to go around saying that all the time, but last year really, really helped. And so I think one of the things we we need to remember, and I talked about this in one of my previous shows, adaptive perfectionism versus restrictive perfectionism. And so when we're choosing our words every day, if we're strategic and we're mindful and we're not just, you know, dropping an F-bomb every other sentence or really kind of overusing a word to the point where it dilutes its effect, we could be strategic in all of our word choices, right? And so we are, it's really important that we're an observer of ourselves and our thoughts, our feelings and our actions. And that's actually practicing mindfulness. And so you're going to ask me like the million dollar question. So Dr. Denise, like, so let's say I swear in front of my child and now they're like, well, I get to swear because you swore right? And my son, oh my goodness, we will have to have him on for a show because he's always like, my mom taught me the F-bomb. And he's so excited. It's like he's tattletaling on me. But you know what? I actually, you know, he does drop, he, he loves to make up jokes and raps and he's just a natural entertainer. And I think it's really important if we did end up teaching our child uh, a four-letter word that we then kind of normalize it and just in the sense of, okay, now is that a word you're going to use at school? No. Is that a word you're going to use on playdates? No. And if you do, make sure you say you're sorry. And so for, for my household, if my son drops an occasional profanity, he doesn't get in trouble because I've set the parameters of the power of words and being strategic. In fact, I even, at the beginning of the summer, I got him a Chromebook because he's not a lover of writing, but he's really enjoying learning how to type. And he's got so many hilarious jokes. Some of them are inappropriate, but I said, he's so funny. He's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, when you're 18, you might be on stage making money with that unbelievable thing you just said. And so I kind of model to him that there's a time and place for certain words and what the parameters are parameters are in our own home. And so I know some of you listening to this never use profanity and that's fine, uh, more power to you. But the good news for everyone that does occasionally and strategically, or maybe not strategically, <laughs> um, cusses, um, I'll, I'll link the article here to show that it's not something that harms our children. Again, I'm not saying we should use profanity at our children. And I think if we are, you know, using language a little bit too much, we need to also 
apologize and say, oh, mom shouldn't be using that or dad shouldn't be, which I've always done to my son. I've modeled to him, you know, when I make mistakes, when I do good things. And so I think it's all in moderation. And it kind of goes back to that adaptive versus restrictive perfectionism. Okay. So I hope this helped. And I really, really enjoyed having this quick discussion on profanity. So remember everyone, our words, thoughts, and actions carry a vibrational frequency. Choose carefully. If you loved the concept of mindful profanity, I now have the Dr. Denise shop. Go to drdenisemd.com. It's a collaboration with Michael's Printing. There are mindful profanity stickers, love all kind totes, some cool t-shirts, and it would really, really warm my heart because the collaboration is with people who are thriving now and gainfully employed that have had developmental disabilities since birth. And also, thank you. If you love the show, leave a review. If you want to comment or reach out to me for show ideas, it's drdenisemd.com. And I thank you all for helping to change the way we think, talk, and act about mental health. Have a great week.